What's up guys, Divine Knowledge here, uh, back with another one. Uh, today, we're going to learn why English rules the world. English rules the world for, you know, a very simple reason. It is very simple. Uh, English is a West Germanic language coming from the Indo-European branch. Okay. And before English ruled the world, it was like a, it was a small language and it was a tribal language. All right. Notice how this language is the most spoken language in the world right now. See, see what I mean by everything starts from the bottom to the top. I'm pretty sure I said that on previous episodes. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be great, if you want to be a world conqueror, if you want to be you know, just downright prolific and just uh, outstanding and stellar. You know, you got to start from the bottom and then get to the top. You know, but you people want to be Mr. CEO, Mr. Rich Guy, you know, Mr. Rothschild and not start from the bottom and work your way up from there. It's the problem of every single one of you. But back to the point, I'm getting off topic. Back to the point, you know. Before English ruled the world, I would argue it was possibly Latin. I think Latin ruled the world. It's a dead tongue. It's a dead language. You know what I mean? But it doesn't change the fact that the Roman Catholics are still using Latin to this day. You know, they still, you know what I mean? They still, uh, you know, the Italian language, they get their, they get their uh, etymology from the Latin branch. You know, a lot of words, a lot of English words, to be more precise, Comes from the Latin branch. Comes from the Italic branch known as Latin. Okay. We live in a Roman type of world. You know. Right now. A Roman type of setting. A Roman system. Thanks to the banks. Thanks to our politics. Etc. Etc. You know. We live in a Roman world. Yet. You know. We live in a Anglo-Saxon world when it comes to linguistics. Okay. Pretty crazy, I know, you know, but it's, it, you know, that's, that's the way it goes, you know, what can you do about it, you know, but moving on, so, you know, I argue, I would argue that Latin ruled the world way back then, you know, Latin was the king, and now the new king of linguistics, of language is English, English. English is a West Germanic language, therefore, this is the language coming all the way from the from the ancient Germans. Okay, ancient Germans. So this is a, a language, you know, uh, originating from a Germanic tribe. Hence, the reason why I said a tribal language from the very beginning, because that's what it was. These were Germanic tribes. Speaking English words, basic English words that we all know. And then they moved to, you know, Great Britain. They moved to that small island known as the UK. And then you have Sussex, Essex. And then you have, uh, you know, all types of other, you know, divisions. All types of other cities and provinces within the area of the UK. Okay? And... All these Germanic tribes took their language known as English 
to Great Britain, like ancient, you know, historically speaking, archaically speaking, they took it to Great Britain, and that's where it blew up. That's where it blew up. It blew it up in medieval England. It blew it up throughout medieval times, Victorian times, you know, 1500s, 1600s. That's where that's when it took its rise. That's that's when it started like climbing up to the charts. Okay? And then what happened? What happened next after, you know, uh English was established thanks to the Germanic tribes of 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 Germany? What happened? What happened is that they started writing poetry. Poetry, stories, you know, anything of that matter, you know, just, you know, folklore stories, you know, works of fiction, right? And they started writing and writing and, you know, they, they printed these stories such as Beowulf. Beowulf is a great example, you know, to the public, to the public eye. And those books got burned down. Those books got burned down due to controversy those books got burned down because they were in English. Yeah, that's right. English wasn't very popular back then. Even though it was on the rise, on the come up, some people didn't like the language. Some people preferred their native language instead of this new language known as English. For it was new throughout their time frame. So they would burn those books. You know, they would crucify all those authors. They would exile those authors and they had no choice but to leave the country. Okay, and then what happened? Uh, you know, as time went by, all types of English subdivisions occur. You know, all types of different accents, right? Some people have a British accent. Some people have an American accent. Some people have, a, you know, uh, how should I say it? You know, just, just an English accent, an Anglo type of accent. You know, those British accents that you hear on those British shows, you know, that those type of accents. You know, people started speaking English as the, as the years went by, as the time went by. You know, it slowly gained traction and a lot of attention from other people that weren't familiar with the language. You know what I mean? It became hip. It became the bandwagon. And then what happened? Well, fast forward to 1611. You know, the Bible got printed. The Bible. The book that everybody knows. That book got printed. In English. Not in Spanish. Not in, in Hellenic. Not in Celtic. Uh, you know, not in French. No, English. Remember, West Germanic language. Okay, from the ancient Germanic tribes. It, that book got printed in English. In 1611, in London, England. Okay, by who? By by the royalty, the, the royal families, the royal families of, of the higher of the higher ups. Okay. And then what happened? King James authorized the, that Bible. It's called KJV for a reason because it's the King James version, right? It's it's King James version of the Bible. All right. Did he write it? I don't think so. I think it's someone else, wherever that may be, you know, but he, he gave it the approval. He gave it the stamp of approval. That book gained traction. That book gained a lot of attention and a lot of love 
and it became like a global phenomenon. And then voila, more English speakers. You know, and then what happened? You know, what happened after that? After, you know, 1776, right? Let's fast forward, 1776, right? You know, the the British, they succeeded from Great Britain. You know, they didn't fuck with that little small island. So they moved to the 13 colonies, right? To the 13 colonies. And then more English speakers came came to life, right? And that new land, that new world, which was what? North America, right? And then fast forward a couple more years. And now everybody is speaking English. And I do mean everyone. So who made it popular? I would argue that it became popular in this in this setting, in this type of uh, timeline. I would argue it became popular like this. West Germanic tribes were speaking a foreign language that nobody knew. They brought it to Britain. It became established there, you know, due to the fact that it gained attention. You know, people started liking the language and they started writing English words. Oh, and here's another thing I forgot to mention. Another thing I forgot to mention. Pardon me. Uh, another thing I forgot to mention was that the English alphabet. We The alphabet that we know, that's not the alphabet that the writers were writing like many moons ago. You know, they're... Their alphabet was in the rune setting, R-U-N-E. They were rune symbols that, you know, draw similarities to the alphabet that we're using. The alphabet that I write, right? The alphabet that you write, you know, but way back then it was in runes, R-U-N. Look it up, look up the symbols and you would see what I mean. That's how, that's how ancient works of literature were written. Back in the English world, like in medieval times, it was in a rune setting, okay? And then it evolved from there, all right? So now let's look at the present. You know, here in the present, everybody is speaking Everybody is speaking English, everybody. It's like the most widely spoken language in the world. Notice how it came from one small tribe, and now it, it took off. You know, on a global scale. It's all thanks to uh, William Shakespeare, too. William Shakespeare, you know, he's known for Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, King Lear, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Uh, help me out here. I'm trying to come up with other stories, you know, but, uh, you know, I haven't read his bodies of work in a very long time. You know, I already named Romeo and Juliet, but you get my point. You know, William Shakespeare also made it popular in England, of course, because that's where it blew up. You know, he made it popular. You know, that that language gained more attention thanks to William Shakespeare because he was like the Hollywood writer, the A-list Hollywood writer of his days, of his time frame. Okay, after all, he was a playwright. Okay, and he blew up, his works blew up, and now more people started speaking English, alright, and now everybody speaks it, everybody speaks this language, you know, I mean, it just, it, it, it just blew up, you guys, you know, but, 
I, I like the history of languages, preferably English, because I've always been curious about it. But when you look back at it and you look back at the times and the trials and tribulations and the rise and fall of this beautiful language and knowing that it gains uh, its influence from Latin and French, you know, you come to the conclusion that English, the English language came a long way. It came a long way, you know, and now, you know, the Americans made it popular, right? There's like, what, 320 million people in America, approximately, you know, that are speaking English because that's the de facto language of, of this country. And they're making it popular. You know what I mean? Us Americans, I'm, an, I'm American. I'm not sure about you guys. Some of you guys are from overseas. We made the, the language of English prop, popular. We made this Germanic tribal language popular, you know, more popular than ever before. You know, yes, that's right. English is a Germanic language. You know, not a lot of people know that, you know, people speak it, but they don't know where it comes from because they don't give a fuck. They don't care. Shame on them. Knowledge is power, you know, more knowledge for me. You know, but notice how, you know, English came a long way. It came a long way, you guys, and it taught me something. Because I saw a documentary about this uh, history of English, you know, just uh, not too long ago, two hours ago, as a matter of fact. And if there's one thing I've learned is that, uh, you know, the English language taught me that being the underdog is the best archetype that you can pick because the underdog always rises to the top. The underdog always becomes the cream of the crop. This was a small tribal language coming from the ancient Germanic people, from the ancient Germans. Okay? And notice how they brought their language to a small island known as Britain. Alright? And people were amazed by it, and, and some people didn't like it. 50-50 scenario. But notice how they had no choice but to adopt the language, especially because it blew the fuck up, because it became popular. And when something becomes popular, you just got to go with the flow and you got to adopt that certain thing and make it a part of your life. So you got to blend in. This is why, uh, you know, a lot of foreigners in America, they get treated like second class citizens. Because they don't speak the language fluently of said country that they live in. And that's why they can't fit in. If I live in France, I wouldn't be able to fit in over there. Because I don't know how to fucking speak French. You feel me? I'm going to have a hard time. So yes, you know, English English is a beautiful language. You know, and uh, I, I like the way how the words are formed. And, and they're... You know, in their language, in their world, and the fact that, you know, this English world that we live in, you know, to this very day, you know, grammarians are still adding new entries, new words for the English dictionary. You know, because as time is passing by, there's more people speaking English than ever before. So the grammarians have to add new entries, you know, so... 
if there's one thing that the ancient Germans who carried the the language known as English behind their back and gave it to this world, for they are not selfish. You know, they're quite geniuses. They're pretty smart. They're pretty smart. Yeah, someone, I don't know about you guys, but you're, you know, I like people that come up with languages because you, you got to be intelligent to come up with words and to come up the way you want to form the word and to come up with the de definitions in order to, you know, to make it popular, to make that language appear on the radar, on people's radars. You know, that way people can pay attention to it. And that's what the ancient Germans did. So, uh, you know, I respect the country of Germany. You know, thanks to their beautiful invention known as English. You know, it's quite a beautiful language that everybody is using right now. But you know what? You know what, guys? Whatever is popular today could be gone tomorrow. Because everything has a finale. Even this language that I'm speaking could die out in the future. You know, 1,000 years wise. You know, 1,000 years later, you know, English becomes a dead tongue. You know what I mean? It's, it, it finally reaches to its graveyard face. And next thing you know, Mandarin will be the new cool. French will be the new cool. Arabic will be the new cool. Spanish will be the new cool. You know, it will be the new the new language in town that everybody would be speaking. You never know. You know what I mean? Time will tell. At the end of the day, you know, the ancient Germans taught me something about their language. And that is that Rome wasn't built in a day. You create something, it ain't going to blow up overnight. It's going to blow up thousands of years later on if you don't give up on your dream. And give up on the beautiful invention that you made. You know, if you don't give up on it and you display it to the world. And you tell the world about it. Who knows? It might gain a global phenomenon. You know what I mean? It might blow up. You know? It might reach popularity. You know? It might reach in the Hall of Fame charts. It might become a part of the history books. You never know, people. You know? The ancient Germans didn't give up on their language known as English. So the question is to my fellow listeners, uh, why do you give up on your dreams? Why do you give up on your dreams? They didn't give up on their language, knowing that it gained a lot of controversy when they brought it to Britain. And yet, you know, you people have so many beautiful dreams, so many people, so many beautiful ideas that you want to display to the world. But you people give up on it. Don't give up on it. Don't be shy. Display to the world. Poke your chest out. You know, get feedback. And, you know, don't take it personal if somebody criticizes you. You know, keep on moving. And whatever you want to pursue, whatever you want to invent, knowing that somebody that's listening to me could be an inventor, you know, don't give up on it. Okay, champ? Don't give up on it. Display it to the world. Alright? And who knows? It might blow up in the future. You never know. Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, time will tell if your invention will will become popular or not. And sorry for that little sound. You know? But uh, you get my point. 
you know, you guys heard everything. You guys, you guys heard the memo. All right. So this has been a crash course by divine knowledge, giving you a short history lesson about why English rules the world. And I am signing off. Bye bye.